0: Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilber and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels or IELTS from levels 4 to 7 or for those students who just want to improve their general English. For transcripts of these podcasts, please go to practicingenglish.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Practicing English. And it's Friday again. And that means another chapter from The Tudor Conspiracy. And today, it's my eldest sister's birthday. Her name is Kate, and this book is dedicated to her. So, we all wish her a very happy birthday, on this Friday, the 5th of November. And it's getting quite exciting, isn't it? We've got some mysterious people coming into the story. Okay, so now I'm going to continue with... CHAPTER 7. Here we go. The Tudor Conspiracy by M. A. Bilbro. This recording is copyright. Philip, as always, wanted to be the tour guide. He said that if they went by car cross-country, they would see some beautiful scenery between Oxford and Stratford-upon-Avon. Isabel was more practical and said that they should take the quickest route. If they took the motorway, the M40, they would be there sooner, Isabel felt a sense of urgency and wanted to get to Stratford as soon as possible. I'm getting hungry, said Philip. Maybe we could have something to eat before we leave. I'll make a deal with you, smiled Isabel. When we get to Stratford, we can have a quick lunch before we go to see this David Buddle. In fact, "'Better than that. I'll buy you lunch.' "'Okay. It's a deal,' laughed Philip. "'Hey, I can take you to the Dirty Duck for lunch. You'll love it.' "'The Dirty What?' asked Isabel. "'The Dirty Duck. I'll explain when we get there.' When they arrived in Stratford-upon-Avon, they drove straight to the town centre. It was smaller than Oxford, but parking the car was still difficult. Stratford-upon-Avon was very popular with tourists, and many came from London to spend the day. As Isabel and Philip came into the town, they drove across a little bridge that went over a river. Philip Stopped the car at a red traffic light on the bridge. Isabel noticed how different this river was from the opaque grey brown Thames of London. Here, in the transparency of the water, you could see bright yellow and green weed waving gently in the slow moving current. White Half-timbered houses, looking like something from a 16th century village, were reflected on the river surface. There were boats, different types of boats. Some, which were moored along the bank, were very long and brightly coloured in greens and reds. Isabel remembered they were called barges, a type of boat once used for transporting goods, but now used for floating holiday homes. Then there were rowing boats. Families and couples, laughing and shouting, inexpertly operated the oars, so that some boats just went round in circles. What struck Isabel most of all, however, were the swans. She had never seen so many. Dozens of them swam lazily over the mirror-like water, each with its own perfectly white image below. "'That's the River Avon,' said Philip. "'Pretty, isn't it?' Two very important people were born near its banks. The first was Shakespeare in 1564, Philip paused intentionally and looked serious until Isabel had to ask. And the other important person? Me, answered Philip laughing. I was born here 28 years ago. This is my hometown. The car accelerated forwards through the green traffic light. You're very lucky to be born in such a beautiful place. I love it, Isabel said. They eventually parked in a 24-hour car park, which, fortunately, still had places. The town was very busy. They walked along the high street with its little shops. Most with the typical half-timbered facades. "'If it wasn't for the people,' commented Isabel, "'I would think we were in the 16th century. "'I like it more than Oxford. "'It's a happy place. "'I'd like to get my camera out, but I won't. "'We must get on. "'Are you taking me to lunch, young Shakespeare, "'or aren't you?' Philip laughed. Forsooth, gentle lady, come apace, let us hie to a good alehouse. Isabel replied with a smile and a Shakespeare quote. Good company, good wine, good welcome can make good people. Philip opened his mouth in surprise. I don't believe it. You can quote from Shakespeare. Isabel laughed. Sometimes I find Shakespearean English easier than modern English. And wasn't that Henry V? Philip asked. Really? Are you a Shakespeare scholar or not? laughed Isabel. That was from Henry VIII. Come on, let's go. The Dirty Duck was an elegant pub that sold hot meals at lunchtime. It looked out across the River Avon. On the walls inside, there were photos of Shakespearean actors who had performed at the local Royal Shakespeare Theatre and then relaxed after a play in the actors' bar of The Dirty Duck. "'Look,' said Isabel excitedly. "'Isn't that Richard Burton? And look here, this is Glenda Jackson.' Isabel and Philip found a table by the window again. They both ordered chicken in the basket on Philip's recommendation. He said it was typically English. Isabel had a glass of red wine. Spanish Rioja, said Isabel, the best. When the food arrived, Isabel was disappointed. Chicken in the basket was just that. Chicken and chips in a basket instead of on a plate. But it's delicious, she said, smiling. Not bad for a nation that cooks its food in butter. That's not true, protested Philip. We don't cook in butter. Well, my grandmother does sometimes. But... She's old-fashioned. Anyway, who told you that? At university, replied Isabel, laughing and sipping her wine. You obviously don't know this, said Philip, but the English consume a lot of olive oil these days. Really? said Isabel, smiling. Well, you don't cook your fish and chips in it. And what? That awful vinegar is they use, I've no idea. In fact, Philip continued, my mum gave me a bottle of olive oil for Christmas. For Christmas? said Isabel, giggling. Have you still got it? Of course I have, answered Philip honestly. Why would I throw it away? This only brought more giggles from Isabel. Philip saw how Isabel's cheeks were going pink from the effects of the Rioja. He thought he would safely try a little teasing himself. At least we're not lazy like the Spanish, he said, trying to look serious and hurt. What rubbish, said Isabel. Where did you get that idea from? Well, what about the word siesta? answered Philip. The Spanish invented it, and the word fiesta, come to think of it, when you're not sleeping, you're having parties. Just a moment, young Shakespeare, said Isabel, pointing an index finger at him. About an hour ago, you accused me of working too hard. You must be the exception that proves the rule, replied Philip. The Spanish are well known for being lazy, lying around in the street after lunch and snoring under those big Mexican hats. We don't wear Mexican hats, protested Isabel. Yes, you do, said Philip. A friend of mine came back from Torremelinos the other day and he was wearing one. Un momento, said Isabel. Have you actually ever been to Spain? No, replied Philip. I never have time for holidays. I'm too busy working. Well, let me tell you something. Isabel stopped in mid sentence. She was looking over Philip's shoulder, her mouth open, and the smile gone from her face. Philip noticed her reaction. Don't look around, whispered Isabel quickly. Why? What's the matter? You look like you've seen a ghost, he said. Isabel looked down at her plate again. Looking at the chicken, she whispered, That woman, Jane, from the Bodleian. She was here. Here? Philip turned round. I can't see her. No, "'She's just walked out again,' said Isabel, in a normal voice. "'She was looking around the restaurant.' They both looked out of the window. A woman dressed in a raincoat, a headscarf, and dark glasses was walking quickly away down the road. "'Well, she looks suspicious enough, dressed like that. "'Are you sure it's her?' I couldn't see her very well, said Philip. I'm positive, said Isabel. She was wearing dark glasses, but I still recognised her. I'm certain. Did she see us? asked Philip, now a little worried. I don't know. I looked away, answered Isabel. I suppose she did. But what does she want? She must have been right behind us on the road from Oxford. Actually, she could have been ahead of us. We had to get the bus out to the park and ride car park to get the car. If she had had a car in the centre, she would have got to Stratford before we did. They looked at each other. She wants the the water, They both said together. We've got to leave. I knew we should have gone straight to Buddle's Laboratory, said Isabel, standing up. You English are so stupidly romantic with your silly creamy teas and chicken in a box, she added angrily. She then took out a £50 note and threw it onto the table. Let's go, now, she said. That's too much money, said Philip. Forget it said Isabel crossly, and walked towards the door, Philip picked up the £50 note and put it into his wallet. He then left £30 on the table and ran after Isabel.